Hello and welcome to Spawned, a common sense and hopefully fun discussion on parenting and parenting culture. Hey, I'm Kristen Chase. And I'm Liz Gumbiner, and we're the co-founders of CoolMomPicks.com. On today's episode of Spawned, we are going to compare the top productivity tips and techniques from five organizational experts. They're going to help you save more time in your day. Because, hello, parents. <laughs> Every second counts when you're a parent, right? So I know this will be a really good episode. I'm very excited about this episode myself. And then, of course, we will end our show with our cool picks of the week. So I'm glad we're doing this, Kristen, because I Me know too. on our site, we talk a lot about time-saving hacks, kind of one-by-one little things, right? Like you've just written up a few. I use them all the time. Four kids, one mom, an awesome fiance. And I'll tell you what, we need as much extra time as we can get. I mean, I love the tip that Kate wrote up on our site recently about just one little thing that you can do to make laundry easier. And I know you've done a lot when it comes to email management. Oh, yeah. I've talked about Unroll Me for email management. I've talked about my Inbox Zero trick on Cool Mom Tech. People that listen to Spawn, you know that I turn off my notifications for all social media, which people still do not believe I do, but it saves me a lot of time. (laughs) So, yeah, we have tons of quick time savers, especially when it comes to, like, mealtime and make-ahead meals. You talk about your kids making their own lunch and breakfast. So we're always doing that. But I think this is a really interesting episode because what we wanted to do was really look at kind of the bigger techniques and processes that can change your life day to day so you can really get more out of every hour and hopefully, maybe, find more life-work balance. Yeah, I'm all for it, definitely. And I think one of the most interesting things that you've got here, and I have just had a conversation with a medical doctor about this, is all about multitasking. Can we just talk a little bit about that before we get to these expert tips? Because I think this is a really important point to make. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not good for your brain, right? Nope. Is that what you learned? Very bad. Yes. (laughs) What did your doctor tell you? Well, actually, my doctor told me that what it can do is raise your cortisol levels. And so, you know, I am super in tune right now with my stress hormones and how they've been affecting me. Yeah. There's been a little bit of stress this year for some of us. Yes, Just a little. A little bit, only a tiny bit. And so what she had talked about was that the more we can focus on one thing, the more we can slow down, which those two things right there give me the EBGBs as a busy parent. Yes. And you know, I used to really take pride in myself about how well I multitasked. You know what I like it was, oh, yeah. it was something I bragged about. And to see and learn that it's actually not good for me, that it could be really causing my body to stay in this fight or flight mode. which then really uses your body's resources in a negative way, it's bad. So multitasking, as much as we like to say we need it, it's really not good for you. I know. My kids always know when I'm multitasking because I call them someone else's name. (laughs) (laughs) Like I'll be on my computer. I'm like, Marlo. And I mean, Sage. <laughs> like, <I> totally <laughs> mess them up. So that's their trick. And actually, the show Brain Games, which I've recommended before as a cool pick of the week. Yes, it's so we good. love that show. It's so good. And they did actually a whole episode about multitasking where there's a guy who's like, I'm the best multitasker, just like you and me. You know, he bragged about how good he was at it. And they actually gave him some brain games to test how well his functioning was during multitasking. Let's just say he crashed the car simulator a lot. <laughs> so. Wow. Ah, yes. So instead, let's jump right into like these five expert techniques and tips 
from all different, interestingly, time management experts and organizational experts, life coaches that can help us focus on maybe a better system overall, as opposed to just kind of piecemealing it all together. Yeah, I'm I'm all for it. Okay, so who's first? I've actually never heard of this. I only know the Pomodoro is a is a sauce it, <laughs> on my yes, pasta. That's exactly right. The Pomodoro <laughs> technique. It was developed by Francesco Cirillo in the 80s. And it's called Pomodoro, which is Italian for tomato. <laughs> right? Oh, oh, oh well, there you that's go. No why. wonder. I was like waiting, like delicious sauce. Yes, yes. <laughs> and as your fiance would tell you, yes. it's a tomato. Um, and it's called the Pomodoro technique because it was actually based on him having a timer in his house that looked like a tomato. <laughs> oh, well, there yeah. you go. Very original. So, so basically the Pomodoro <laughs> technique, I think we've all heard lots of different versions of this before. Okay. But really what it's about is organizing your time into short increments. So here's the way he talks about it. First of all, he says it's specifically good for parents. So right away, I was interested in this. Also, writers, developers, students, managers, you know, I think it kind of works for whatever it is we're trying to do in our busy day. Mm -hmm. And the way the Pomodoro technique works, you set a little kitchen timer, or now that it's not the 80s, probably your iPhone alarm, right? (laughs) (laughs) Aww. Which does not have to be shaped like a tomato. (laughs) And you choose a task, right? Whatever it is you're working on. And you use a timer to break down all your work into 25-minute intervals. And when that 25 minutes comes, you stop and you put down a check mark that that's done, that 25-minute interval is done, and you make yourself take a five-minute break, like walk around, get a tea, whatever you need to do to keep your mind fresh, then jump back in. Wow. 25 minutes, then five-minute break. And then what they say is after four cycles or two hours, then you make yourself take a longer 15 to 20-minute break and repeat until the task is finished. And the idea- Dude, that's hardcore, man. That's hardcore. You know what? I know a lot of people that do this and really like it. And the idea is that keeping to a strict timeline, it kind of helps you crank through projects faster. It avoids burnout. Like, you you know, it's kind of like that rule about if you have an hour or 10 hours, that's how long it will take you to clean your closet. <laughs> well, you know what? I bet this would work really well for you. Yeah. Um, just because I feel like sometimes, you know, like you will get into a project and then it ends up taking longer and longer and longer. Yes. And I wonder if you were able to set like 25 minutes for this post. That's all I've got. Exactly. I wonder if that would work really well for you. I totally agree because I'm like, okay, I just wrote a post and I always spent three hours on it because I got so data nerdy that I right. did into Right. Well, like, that's all the, the thing. That's the thing. And also having that audio cue, like having the timer go off or visually having that go off, I think people really need that. I know I need it. I use it with my kids all the time. So, I mean, it's got to work for adults too. Yeah. And I think it does. It does work for adults and especially works for parents. And I actually found a post on the blog Flax and Twine Hmm. and the author, Anne, she writes about how she uses it to give her kids a work Pomodoro followed by a fun Pomodoro. And she's had really good results. So it's like, okay, kids, 25 minutes of folding and putting away the laundry. Then we get a break. And then you get 25 minutes of reading Harry Potter. Oh, that's really smart. Isn't it? So they respond really well to time, to limits, to the alarm, to knowing that it has an end. Like when I ask my kids to put away the laundry and we do like 18 loads at a time because New York City apartment, like it's not like we have one in our apartment. We have to go upstairs. Right, right. So it can take us like two hours. Well, you know, Sage. (laughs) Four hours. One pair of underwear. And it's like, oh, look, a shiny thing. Right. So I think if we gave them 25 minutes and that's all they have, they'll work quickly and purposefully Mm -hmm. and then move on. So what do you think? I like it. Yeah, I love it. 
love it. That makes perfect sense. You know, for me, I think it would work better for my kids. I know, especially in the morning, I can see this being really effective. Mm. Um, you know, even though I do that list, I've talked about it a lot. You mean before school or like weekend morning? Yes, before school. I mean, hey, weekend mornings too, but definitely before school, even though I have that to-do list, what I've heard, you know, and we're going to get to someone next who loves to-do lists, mm. but I've heard the negative side of to-do lists is that they never get done. Yeah. You don't know how long those things are. So you can write like climb Mount Kilimanjaro <laughs> and then like right. make dinner on the same list. <laughs> like a bucket list. <laughs> I know this. I have that. I literally have that. It's like meet Bradley Whitford to <laughs> do laundry. <laughs> and, you know, you look at your kids and this, you know, they don't have maybe those things on their list. I don't know. Bradley Whitford. Hey, maybe. He was very good in Get Out, I must say. Okay. So he's, well, he's fair on enough. My, like top of my meet him list lately. <laughs> so we have other techniques, though, too, that, okay. that help you stick to that. Because I agree. Like this is when you already kind of know what your tasks are and what you have to do, like when you're talking about if we're writing a post or doing research for something or if we're like, oh, let's look for our next podcast topic. If you give yourself a set amount of time, then it's yes. like you have to get it done in that time. I'm so excited and we're only on number one. Yay! Okay, so let's talk about number two. This is Julie Morgenstern. Mm-hmm. She is the author of Time Management from the Inside Out. And she uses something called the Wade W-A-D-E, formula for managing tasks. Yes, handy acronym. I love acronyms. I do, I do. Okay, so the W is write it down, which I am a huge fan of already. And, love and that. she's talking about write down everything. Yes. Like your to-dos, your calls, your ideas as they come in. Oh, I do like it all. everything all in one place. So you don't have like those ideas floating around in your head that you know you'll forget. Yeah, but God forbid you lose that damn notebook. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you have to do it on an app and back it up in two places to your iCloud on Dropbox. Right. Back it up everywhere you are. Okay. So write it down. And then she says, add it up. So next to each item, you write a time estimate of how long each task will take. Knowing how long things take is the number one gateway skill. Well, I, I sense a theme here, Liz. Yeah. I sense a theme. Well, if you're working with infinite time, and yes. I've seen this from some other people, they say, you know, then you're, it's not that you have issues managing time. You have issues managing yourself. And I am raising my hand very high right now. So yes. Well, what she says too, what I find interesting is that it takes the emotion out of the choices and it just focuses on the math, which I think can help a lot of people really finally get things done. Because the emotion, let's be honest, <laughs> that could be pretty time consuming. Yeah. Well, also it's like, oh, this is something I love to do versus this is something I have to do or need mm-hmm. to do. So yeah, I think that's great. Okay. So what's the D in Wade? The D is decide. So she's saying streamline your task lists with four Ds. Oh, there's four Ds. So, so you, it's like, yeah. So delete, which is completely cut things that are not worth the time. Delay, which means scheduling things, kind of like boomerang on email, right? Yeah. Put it away and have it come back. Diminish which is design a shortcut that gets a task done quicker and delegate, which is my personal favorite, which is assign a task that someone else can do. I love that. I've started doing that more with my kids, actually. Yeah. Like my older daughter goes and picks my younger daughter up, especially now that it's, you know, light out so late. It's great. She picks her up from her after school thing at six o'clock. And it's so great because it's just a short walk away. And it just saves me that 20 minutes that I can just keep working and finish up my day. I love it. Yeah. No. Delegating to your kids. That's why 
why we have kids, isn't it? <laughs> to delegate things. So then what's the E in Wade? Uh, the E is to execute your plan. So your to-do must be connected to a when or it won't get done. We were just talking about this, That's right? Smart, like if, yeah. Yeah. You, you have to have to have some sort of time limit, some end time. Otherwise, it just I find myself transferring things from list to list to list. Yeah. And it never gets done. Do you have something that you always put off? Like, do you have something that you just know you need to do, but it always stays? on your to-do list? No, I'm not really that kind of person. Oh, I am. <laughs> I'm not. I always say you're a cross-it-off I'm person. a cross-it-off kind really of person. You're really good at going, I need to do this, and you do it, you cross it off, and you move on. I do, for the most part. You know, look, that has its pros and cons, just like you, which I think you tend to ruminate a little more, and that has its pros and cons, too. Yeah. I mean, you That's know. That's why we're good partners. Yeah, we are. I agree. Because <laughs> there are some things that probably need more thought that I just don't, I'm like, nope, I'm done. And, you know, for you, there are probably things that don't need that much thought, but you're like, I'm going to think about them. <laughs> but I want to research 18 sources for this article. There you go. There you no, go. No, I think this is really good and helpful for me. I like her idea of prioritizing and like kind of quantifying it, making it more mathematical yes. than emotional. That uh, That's mm-hmm. helpful for me. See, for yeah. me, it's stuff like doing my taxes or making a certain appointment that I'm overdue for. Like that stuff I just keep meaning to do and never get to it. I'm really bad at that. I think the other issue might be, I mean, for me, like, I don't love making appointments for, like, the dentist or whatever, but I do like crossing things off my list so much that that feeling of getting stuff done overrides my feeling of procrastination. Ah, So I, like I, I get off on being able to say I got all this done. No, actually, that's true. And I always remind myself, I will feel so much better when this yes. over. And it's true. Like, you finish your taxes and you're like... <gasps> Wow, I didn't realize how much that was weighing on me. So, yes, I agree. Okay, so we like her technique. That's good. We do. Yeah, and we'll have all these links on Cool Mom Picks, by the way, so that you reminder. can look up these techniques and you can find more information about them and see how they can help you. Or roll your eyes at them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're definitely not for everybody. No, no. Now, this one is kind of interesting. Okay. The next one is from Christine Hassler, and she's a pretty big deal life coach. And she has lots of tips for avoiding procrastination. And interestingly, she used to be a Hollywood agent. She's ah. She calls herself a Gen Y expert. She wrote a book called 20-something manifesto. So I like that she's a little more focused on uh, kind of what's contemporary than some of these time organization experts who are a little focused on kind of, it feels like men in management, (laughs) white men managing things. Um, I like what she's talking about in terms of procrastination. So one thing she does when she asks clients, you know, how she can help them, she said, here are three questions you have to answer. Where are you now? Where do you need to go? And what's in the way? And those sound so basic, right? But she says most people skip to number two. They don't think about where they are now. And it's really important because that's how you identify obstacles. Oh, that makes sense. So she said, here's what you need to do. Three steps. Okay. One, identify what's in the way. So, okay, I have to do my taxes. So what's in the way? It's boring. Or, you know, why am I not making a dental appointment? Well, because I hate going to the dentist or I'm scared I'm going to have a cavity or I'm worried Mm -hmm. about paying for it or I can't figure out my insurance. Then identify what support you need to remove that obstacle. Once you've said like, oh, here's why I'm not making the dentist appointment. Mm -hmm. Suddenly you've put that in writing. You can go, oh, okay, well, if I'm concerned about my insurance thing, what I need to do is go look at my insurance and figure out how it's changed. And then I won't have that stress anymore and I can go ahead and make the appointment. Or maybe it's like a reward thing. Like, like, this is boring. So you say, okay, when I finish my taxes, I'm going to treat myself to something. I don't know. What's your treat lately? Ugh, I have no treats lately. That's why I'm so miserable. <laughs> A big glass of wine. <laughs> and then her third thing. So identify what's in the way. Identify what support you need to remove the obstacle. Three, start with one 
obstacle removing action. That's it. So one step at a time makes everything more manageable. Mm -hmm. So I really respond to this a lot because I think we don't always think about why we're delaying things and why we add more to our to-do lists all the time. And for me, where I seem to carry things over from list to list, I think this is going to help me a lot. This is great. I mean, this is really looking at the psychology of it. It makes sense that she's a life coach. Yeah. Because it sounds like she's really looking at the reasoning why you're not getting stuff done. And, you know, this isn't necessarily like a daily time management technique, but rather it could really help you in the long run if you've got, like you said, these things that you keep putting on your list that you never actually get done. Yeah, I mean, It's taking up time. It's taking up time thinking about why you never get them done. It will save you like a ton of money going to a therapist who says, yeah, oh, there you well, go. you're not making an appointment because you're worried about your teeth falling out. There, you figured it out on your own. <laughs> done. Teeth falling out fear. It's so common. Um, she talks about also recognizing the quick fix of gratification because those Mm -hmm. are the things that often delay us and create more obstacles in our day and less productive days. So if you think about shopping online or browsing Pinterest or chatting with friends or checking, you know, how many likes did I get on Instagram? How many now? How many now? There's quick fix gratification in that, but it's not long term. And she suggests kind of replacing that with bigger joys from bigger Mm -hmm. accomplishments. Like you don't remember the feeling of getting like 120 likes on a post, you know, six months ago, but maybe you remember the feeling of going to the gym and getting into your skinny pants again, like a bigger accomplishment. There you go. So yeah, I like her. Get out of my head, Liz. (laughs) (laughs) Get out of my pants, Liz. Get out out of my head and my pants. (sighs) Oh, one day we can both fit into your skinny jeans. (laughs) Together? Together. That's an Instagram post. (laughs) That's also a whole other show. So what's the fourth one? Okay, so this is a group of people. Entrepreneurs Joe Matthews, Don DeBolt, and Deb Percival came up with this idea in Entrepreneur Bag. We love them. Mm -hmm. And they say to schedule everything. Yeah. And you know what? I just came from my yoga therapy session. And one of the things I learned in yoga therapy... And one of the techniques that he's had me try over the last few weeks is to actually do this, is to schedule every single thing in, get this, 15 to 30 minute increments your whole entire day. Well, look, that's the Pomodoro technique, right? Yeah. Now, Joe, Don, and Deb here, JDD, (laughs) they're saying to schedule every single thing. It says take the first 30 minutes of every day to plan your day. Yeah. And um, they're saying that there are three ways to spend time. Thoughts, conversations, and actions, and all of them require time. I never even thought about it that way. Me neither. I think that is such a brilliant analysis that everything you do is either about thinking talking or doing, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. And that you do have the time and you can make the time if you kind of follow these ideas about keeping to a schedule. It's just really smart. Yeah. So they say that what you need to do is actually create a sort of journal, if you will. So carry mm-hmm. a schedule and record all your thoughts. And I think this is really smart. I mean, they, they tell you to do this when you're trying to lose weight. They tell you to do this when you're trying to get fit is to keep a journal of what you're eating or what your exercise right. is. And this is the same technique, And it's really fascinating to me. I don't think I've really ever done anything like that to sit down and write down exactly what I did (laughs) over the course of the day. You know who did this? 
Who had great success with it? Our friend Anna Fader, who runs the Mommy Poppins website, the networks of um, kid activity websites all over the country. She told me that she once spent a week using some kind of app or plugin that identified what site she was on and where she was spending her time all day. Mm. And when she looked at it, it really helped her realize, like, I'm spending too much time here. Or, wow, you know, I realized that this much time is going to social media or to just browsing emails. So I think it's really interesting to kind of find a way to record thoughts, conversations, activities for a whole week. I I don't know that I would really do that, to be honest. That's a lot of commitment. It's it's a lot of work. I mean, but even just for a couple days to keep a journal and see where your time is going. So maybe this isn't necessarily the technique that you can use all the time, but it could certainly give you insight in like seeing, oh my gosh, I'm having all these conversations and I'm not getting anything done. I need to schedule even the phone calls that I make with my friends or, you know, whatever it is, because it's it's seeping into my other time and I'm not getting stuff done. Yeah, I, I think that's very smart. That's very good insight. So and that's what she says to do or they say to do, I should say, assign a time to even thoughts and conversations and have discipline to keep those as appointments. And I like thinking about it that way because I'm pretty good with like hair appointments <laughs> and pedicure appointments. So maybe I need to make an appointment. And I do this with my working out and I have done it before with with kid time too. It Mm -hmm. sounds, you know, like really you got to make an appointment, but it really works if you call them appointments and you make appointments. I like that. I think that's really good. Actually, I hadn't thought about it, but I guess I kind of do that. Like I know at nine every night, my oldest daughter and I have like, can we talk time? She's always like, can we talk? And I'm like, okay, five minutes, knowing that it'll be 20 minutes. So I kind of have (laughs) nine to nine 20 every night penciled in before she gets into bed that she just comes into bed and we just, you know, talk about whatever's going on or whatever issues she has. She just it's great. It's like she's about to be 12 and she's still at that not quite a teen, not quite a kid phase, which is so wonderful in so many ways. And I love that we just have this appointment time every night for 20 minutes to have conversations Mm -hmm. that are, by the way, not multitasking. (laughs) Like I'm not on my phone. I'm not also on my computer. We're not also looking at TV. We're just talking. Yeah, I love that. And so make an appointment. They also say schedule time for interruptions, which I don't know Uh, how to make room for that in your schedule. How do you do that exactly? I'm curious to know how you would schedule time for interruptions. Yeah, I would think it means if you think, okay, I have eight hours to get this project done, then know that you're going to have 40 minutes out of the day where you'll be interrupted by things, like factor that into your schedule. That probably for me would make more sense like when I was working a full-time office job that people are always like knocking on your office door and coming in or they want to chat or, you know, you go to get a coffee and suddenly you're talking for five minutes at the water cooler. So I could see based on what you do Uh. with your day where interruptions should be factored in. I mean, they should honestly have a line item on timesheets at offices that are like chatting with people. (laughs) (laughs) That is the truth. That that is the truth. I mean, it's part of the culture. I will say this. And, you know, one of the reasons why I have tried to do something like this, which is schedule everything, is it actually works very well for people who are anxious Mm. because you don't have to think about anything. You know your schedule. You look at it you follow it and it takes the thinking, it takes the mystery out of it. And for people who tend to be anxious, which would be me, it's very reassuring and it can really, really help calm you and, and help you get more done. 
It also works really well on weekends too, because I've found, and I I don't know if you have this, but like with my kids, they're fine during the week. And then on the weekends, when they don't have a set schedule of places to be, it's a free for all. And I get the same way. I'm like, oh, and I'm late for things when I'm not usually late. It's like really weird. And so they say to actually do this over the weekends, do this when you don't generally have a strict schedule because it can really help you get more done and feel like you've accomplished things. Yeah, I get torn because on one hand, yes, like the rare times we have a lazy Sunday, we'll be like, oh my God, it's two. What did we do with our day? We're going to do all these things. So I I kind of like the idea of like planning something and having timelines. On the other hand, I feel so refreshed sometimes when I just have a day where I don't have to worry about anything and we could be spontaneous and just watch like six hours of brain games, whatever (laughs) we're doing. I agree with you. I agree with you. I think, though, with this technique, they want you to schedule the time to do nothing. Mm. So you actually say in your schedule, I am going to be doing nothing for these three hours. Oh, that's a good way to look at it. And then you commit to it. You're like, I'm not returning emails. I'm turning do not disturb on my Slack because I'm committed to doing nothing. (laughs) Yes. That's good. All right. I'm a fan of this one. Yeah. I I think there's good stuff from all of these. It's kind of like I want to pick and choose all of them, but I don't know. Maybe it's good to focus on one and (laughs) see it. No multitasking, even with your time management. All right. So what's this last one we have? Now, this guy is fascinating. Peter Turla. He calls himself the time man, Kristen. Peter, the time man, Turla. He is a former NASA rocket designer, so a little smart. Okay. And he realized he needs to sharpen his time management skills, and he became, like, that's his whole brand, (laughs) timeman.com. It's, like, fascinating. Right. Not to be confused with, like, time man of the year. He's just the time man. So he is focused a lot on management skills for the workplace. Okay. But the one I like that was about work-life balance is what I'll call the carpool technique. Okay. And it's interesting because this one is not about like the the other guys we just talked about are like sit down 30 minutes at the beginning of each day and map out your day. Peter, the time man, says (laughs) you should start at the end. Think about when you have to get out and work backwards, right? And he talks about Parkinson's law, which is what we were just talking about, that work expands to fill the time allotted to its completion. You know, like when you have an hour or four hours, that's how long the task will take. Right. So what he's saying is have a specific goal for when you're going to quit for the day. Okay. And I think that could be a work thing, obviously, if you're like, I'm out at five. Or it could be like, today is the day to, you know, tackle my basement reorganization and I'm done at this time. Okay. Um, And then that way, you're not like online and checking email. You know you have a firm timeline. Don't stay late to get it done. Don't, like, creep into your extra time. Pretend you have to catch a carpool home at that set time. That way, just like you keeping your beauty appointments, you have no choice but to finish the task by that time. And that actually, it will give you more time for your personal life because you're creating a really strong delineation between work time or chores or household work, whatever it is you're doing, and personal time. I love that. And I feel like I've read in so many places where people are often more, I guess, beholden to other people, right? So like if you know that someone else is counting on you, then you will do it. So that concept of carpool, right? Because someone else is counting on you and you're counting on someone else. So if you put that in your mind, like someone else is counting on me that I have to be done at five o'clock to get home or do whatever, 
That's really interesting. I could see yeah. where that would work for a lot of people. I know. I think it's really smart. And actually, I've done that lately um, without knowing that it was the carpool technique. Who knew? <laughs> but oh. I've been doing that by turning off like our Slack channel notifications at six. And I'll like hit a point maybe like three in the afternoon where I'm like, you know, I've been working like a crazy person from eight in the morning and I just have to stop. And I know I'll pick it back up at six. But if I give myself like a hard out, say at three, and I just know I'm not going to be online for three hours, I have other stuff to do. Mm. First of all, I can kind of look forward to that moment that I'm going to unplug and have more free time. I'm not stressed about it. I know I can return calls or whatever else I'm going to do then. But it, it's really nice to know you have a hard out. And I think often for those of us who work at home, for those of us who are, you know, either stay-at-home moms, taking care of kids, um, if we're entrepreneurs, if we kind of make our own schedules, it's really hard. It's really hard because you feel like you're on 24-7. You don't feel like you're ever off. There's always something that can be done. So I yes. love the idea of him basically saying just because it can be done doesn't mean you have to do it now. Exactly. I, I imagine that a lot of this is about prioritization, you know, and so that the one concept of keeping a journal does show you where your priorities are. And it gives you a clear view then of what you want to make a priority and, and what you maybe need to just put on the back burner. Yes. And look, you know? it all comes back to our initial promise with this podcast episode, which is that hopefully we can help you find techniques that will work day to day so you can have better work-life balance and more free time and really an overall more enjoyable life. So I, I like I'm that. I'm all for it. Yay! Well, you know what? I would love to know if, if you listeners are doing anything now specifically that is working for you or in the past that you've tried that you've loved, please let us know. You can email us, spawn at coolmompicks.com. You can find us on Twitter. We're at coolmompicks. Use the hashtag spawn show. And we're also on Facebook. Feel free to drop us a comment, leave us a message and, and let us know what you think about, you know, these techniques or ones that you've used in your own life. And of course, we'll have them all on coolmompics.com so you can find all the stuff we talked about on the show today. So now it's time for Cool Picks of the Week! Cool Picks of the Week! Yay! Okay, I love this part of the show. Yes. And so do our listeners. I love when they write to us and say, I love your cool picks every week. I know. <laughs> like, even if I didn't like your topic, I always look forward to your cool picks. <laughs> so that's Well, good. I know, and we do this every day on our sites, but for whatever reason, it's more fun to do it every week on the podcast. <laughs> so this week, you know, it's interesting. I was thinking about how I, I had to do a little shopping this week, and I'm not spending a lot on shopping for me right now, because, <laughs> taxes. Yes. Um, But I'm going on this cruise coming up, and so I needed a few things. And I started looking around. And one thing I know I really need is t-shirts. And here's what I've realized about t-shirts. If you spend more and get the good ones, you don't have to buy them all the time. Dude, that is the best <laughs> advice that you and Christina and all the people that I've worked with that have very good taste in clothing have always told me. And so here's my cool pick. And it's okay. Fendi, but it will save you so much money in the long run. Okay. I think the one of the best tea brands I've found by far is called Majestic. Do you know them? Okay. T-shirts, not yes. tea that you Majestic. drink. Majestic. <laughs> uh-huh. T-shirts. Uh, they make all kinds of clothing, actually, like the way Three Dots does or Theory. It's called Majestic. I think their website is clothesbymajestic.com. It's like slightly fancy French brand. You find it in kind of more upscale boutiques. I have, okay, you know, like the V-neck gray shirt I wear on like pretty much every time I'm on the Today Show or every time I get interviewed? Yes. yes I've had that tea for like eight years, I think. Wow. Yeah. So it was probably $100. And to have a tee that doesn't get stretched, that feels amazing, that looks good, that drapes well, that's flattering, so worth it. Instead of buying like five Hanes shirts for 
$15 each and then having to replace them every two years. Now that said, um, I probably wouldn't do it for white tees because those tend to not last as long. Yeah. But um, if you look for majestic tees, they're so fabulous. I even just got a t-shirt dress from them that I love. I'm looking at them right now. I'm looking and they are pricey. They are. But I do understand where you're coming from. And I forget the company that I had. I've had a couple, but I mean, also for me, those are staples. Like I would wear these every single day. Exactly. With like a different pair of pants, maybe not a different pair of pants. Yeah. (laughs) So if I know I wear like a black V-neck tee all the time and it's 125 and it's gorgeous, it fits well. I can wear it to like fancy things with a skirt. I can wear it with jeans and I'm going to have it for years and years and years. It's totally worth it. So people are always asking us, what's the best t-shirt? I'm going to go right now with Majestic. All right. Awesome. What's your cool pick of the week? So I wanted to share a board game that my family is loving. My son decided to suggest uh, that we have a Monday night board game night, family game night. Oh, um, I love you that. Know, I think I had mentioned on Cool Mom Picks that we're doing a compliment and complaint box. And that was one of the, I want to say complaints, but that was one of the requests that he had. So this same company makes the timeline games. I think you remember I brought it to a Christmas party that we were at. Oh, yeah. And they're just like a series of cards that everyone gets five. And then you have to try to figure out where this event happened in history, sort oh. of, you know, based on the initial card. So it'll be like the Eiffel Tower was built will be the card you start with. And you look at your hand and it says, you know, the dinosaurs were roaming the earth. So like, where would you put that? <laughs> Probably Before after or that. after. <laughs> just a wild guess. Yeah, just a wild guess. So that can be a little tricky for little kids. What I didn't realize is that they also have something called card line not timeline, card line. And this edition we got was animals. And we are in love. We're all loving it. My Can all your kids, all different ages play? Except my tween. She doesn't like anything anymore. So, (laughs) (laughs) but my little kids love it. And basically it's the same concept, except instead of time, instead of events that are happening, you go either by the animal's height the animal's weight or the animal's life expectancy. So you can pick which, oh, which like one which you're going to play. Like which is taller, which weighs more. Or... Right. So for, for one game, you would just only do height. And so you would start, like, let's say the ostrich was the one that you start with. Well, say my card is a mouse. Like, where would I put that? Would I put that to the left or to the right? Would that be smaller or bigger oh than the God, ostrich? Oh, my God. My nine-year-old would love Yes. This. Now, that's so Drew, my 10-year-old. He loves it. So anyway, it's Well, because he's really bucks. smart and he likes being right. So I bet this game, <laughs> he's like, I'm right. And you know what? I'm all for like competitive games. This really doesn't get that way. It's really educational, but it's also fun because it's one of those things where like who really knows the life expectancy of all the animals? Nobody. You know what I mean? So it's like it's learning for adults and it's learning for kids too. It's like 13 bucks. Card line. The animals version is what we have. There are other ones as well, but that's the one that we picked up and we're loving. That's great. I lo- and by the way, to tie this back to our, our initial topic, I love that you are scheduling in game night every Monday night with your family. That's yes. so smart. It's on my schedule. <laughs> Yay. That's really good. I'm so glad that's working out. Well, this was a good show. I hope it was helpful for our listeners. Yes. Thank you, everyone, for joining us for another episode of Spawn. And thank you for your emails. We just got really busy. We took a little break, but we're back and we've got lots of episodes of spawn to come so make sure that you are a subscriber and that you download those episodes huge thanks to our engineer john bowen and hey we love hearing from you so leave us a review on itunes make sure to subscribe download the episode yeah schedule us into your day schedule us into your day tip number one (laughs) this is Kristen, and this is liz have a great day bye